Welcome back to the Hidden Healing Podcast, where we talk about the healing that has to be done even after we've gone through therapy. Today, I am talking about learning how to trust yourself and learning how to seek internal validation instead of always looking outward. And I think this is really important and a lesson that I'm learning right now because sometimes when you were raised, um, putting a parent's word or looking at adults as authorities without faults, putting ministers on pedestals or other types of authorities, looking at them and thinking that they knew it all. You learned that it was okay to swap out your values and beliefs and thoughts for someone else's. And therefore, you were always looking for answers outside of yourself. Back when I was 19, I had a lot of conflict about what I believed and what I didn't want to believe. I remember going to therapy and um, saying to the therapist, I look at everyone with a critical eye. And he took me backwards into trying to understand why I saw everyone with a critical eye. And I would notice, especially women, things that I shouldn't have even been thinking about, like, oh, look at her. She Her skirt is too high and she's drawing the wrong kind of attention. Look at her. Her thong underwear is showing through her skirt or her pants or her shirt is see-through. She should have an undershirt on. And like constantly looking at people through the eyes of judgment. And it turned out that because my mom was abused as a child, a very young child, and um, had other abuse, that she developed the ability to protect herself by noticing traits about other people that she didn't want to have so that she could not stand out in those ways and not be judged by other people in those ways or draw attention to herself in unwanted ways. And so it was something that she taught us as well so that she could protect us. But here I am 19 and I can't make friends with people. I can't be around people because of my critical eye. I didn't realize at the time, now I do realize that I criticized myself the same way. So sure, maybe I was wearing what at the time I considered very modest clothes and maybe I was covered up and my bra never showed. In fact, even now, if my bra strap shows in public, I get really uncomfortable and nervous. And then I remind myself, it's okay. We're not in the 80s anymore. I was that way towards myself, I guess is the point of that. And you don't realize that, you know, a lot of times if you're critical to other people, that's the same way you treat yourself. And so I'm glad, I'm very glad that I went and asked for help with that. And I'm glad that I was able to have a paradigm shift where I saw that I no longer needed that because I got the value out of that lesson. I could see it and now not only apply it, but also apply a more mature understanding of that and realize that also people get to choose how they want. I get to choose not to see people that way anymore and that I can take what I want out of that lesson and get rid of the rest. I think that was the first time I learned about not taking everything from everybody, all the rules that they give you or all their ideas and accepting them at face value. It's really interesting though, because here I am in, well, probably I have been learning this in my late forties. Um, and I've said this many times about myself, 49 is way too old to be figuring this stuff out. I mean, you should have the understanding back when you're in your thirties, if you haven't already had it before then that 
you have to choose your values. You have to separate yourself from your, your mom or your dad or your parents and adopt your own values. And if your parents can't appreciate that, then it's not something wrong with you. That's something that they don't understand about life. And we love them and forgive them, right? Love, bless, and release, which sounds a lot easier than it is in real life, right? But that's that's what we have to do. So I remember when my mom lived in the house, and we we have a smallish house. It's not super big, so she had one of the bedrooms. And so we had such different values, and she wanted me to do things her way. So one of the values that my mom or beliefs that she has is that whatever the highest standard is of the group of people, we have to choose the highest standard and go with that one. doesn't matter whose it is. Hey, turns out that's not true, that I get a choice. And it turns out that there's a lot more involved in making a choice than what's the most right way. So there's a lot of nuances and a lot of choices in that that we have to consider. For instance, some of the things that my mom wanted me to do I was incapable of doing because I had major depression, because I couldn't keep routines, because I had CPTSD and I was in the deep of it and not making any mindful choices at the time, which is something I didn't know. So it's not that I couldn't, that I could have chosen that. It's I didn't know. And she wanted me to do things like make my children make their bed every single morning or make um, my children well, even some things that were not within my value. So there are two types of parents, some who think that the cold does make you sick and some who um, realize that it's not the cold that makes you sick. And if you're healthy, the cold won't make you sick. So um, I've never been the kind of parent to trace my children around with a jacket and make them wear it. And if they go outside and they're cold, I think, well, at a certain age, of course, when they're little, that's your responsibility. But at a certain age, it's like, if you go outside and you're cold, that's on you. That's not on me. And as soon as you're too cold, you're going to come in and get your jacket. Well, my mom is of the belief that not only does it look bad for me as a parent to let my children go outside without a jacket, and yes, I did receive a lot of judgment, so maybe that part could be right but I didn't care about that. And then the other thing is that um, my children did come in and they didn't get sick because they were cold or anything like that. I understand that there are nuances in that too, because if your immune system is weak or if you happen to be, um, you know, like if you travel a lot and you've had vacations and you've been eating junk food, your system could really be exhausted and the cold could be enough to throw you over. Totally, totally get that. So um, the point of the matter is, is that my mom believed that I should be out there chasing the kids, telling them to put on their jacket. To be honest, when the kids were outside, whether they were playing in the snow or just doing whatever outside, we have a dead end street. So, and we know all our neighbors, so it's, you know, pretty safe. But if they were outside, that was my quiet time. That was my, like, I can breathe. I can take a minute to do things without having to hear screaming and, you know, kids either fun or fighting <laughs> loud. Um, it was my time. And so she believed, though, that all of those things are things that I should be doing. And so we had a very stressful time. Since she has moved out, I have learned that, you know, <laughs> I do have the right to choose how I do things and that it's okay if my values differ from somebody else's. I do not have to yield to other people's values 
especially in my own house. And now that doesn't mean that I'm not a loving person and I wouldn't yield to someone else's values. Absolutely. I am a kind person. And so kind people do yield to other people's values sometimes, but not as a rule, not always going out and seeking someone else's advice, looking for answers somewhere outside of yourself. By the time you're a grown woman, you should know your values enough to check inside with yourself and to find out what you should do or what what direction you should go, what rule you would like to teach your children about these things. Recently, we had a hard time with my daughter and her understanding our values. And one of the things I kept repeating was, not only in God's eyes, but also in the law of the land, it is a parent's responsibility And actually, even they can get in trouble for not teaching your children values and rules and the way society works and that kind of stuff. And so I I would often ask the question, so if you have children, are you going to let your children pick what they get to do? Or are you going to teach your children the values that you believe and appreciate? That's not something that I did. I breastfed four children because... My mom told me that was natural and that's what you had to do. Guess what? I might have breastfed them for three months. I was not a breastfeeding mama. And on top of all the postpartum, that made me crazier than crazy. I don't know how to explain it. But the sitting down and the waiting for them to feed and having things to do and all of that, it put so much stress on me, so so much undue stress. And yes, I did have children. And yes, that's what the boobs are for (laughs) or can be for. Um, But also it is also a choice, right? So recently with this podcast and with creating businesses, which coaching right now, um, women in making podcasts, as well as helping women with their learning how to be mindful and make choices and make connections, find that hidden healing and really do the work so that you find meaningful connection in life and you don't feel alone. And so that you can have healthy relationships in life, especially the most important relationship, which is a relationship with ourself. I've been helping ladies with all that stuff. But meanwhile, I've been All of this is stuff that I've been learning over the past several years. And so I have been looking to different coaches or different teachers for answers about things. But I've kind of hit that plateau where I have enough information to do all the things. I know enough of the answers and I know how to find answers. And recently I've been finding myself looking to other people for things. I had a friend reach out with a really sweet message And she's someone, a very um, prominent career before she um, went into entrepreneurship and she reached out to me and I felt like to reach back, I should, you know, ask her a question. And so I started typing this question out about business and I was like, what, what a second? I didn't even ask myself how I feel about that yet. So I deleted the message and I sat down with myself and said, I have the skill and the know-how I can trust myself to make decisions based on my values. And I have that ability. So I had written down earlier in the week that I trust myself to make decisions and that I seek my own validation. I don't look externally for validation, but I'm looking to validate myself. It has been a little bit of a struggle all week because 
I did just launch the coaching aspect of my business and there's a lot of insecurities with putting something new out. And so this whole time I keep like reaching out, almost reaching out to someone to ask them a question. And then I have been stopping myself and saying, wait a second, you have the skill to do this. So stop asking other people. You've got this. And I have found myself in a position where I've answered all my questions Um, If I don't know, I can Google it and then take, you know, a couple ideas and think, what is the way that I want to go with this? What feels right for me? And so it's been a really good lesson. And that brings me to what happened with the special month of November, which is National Podcast Post Month. And I started a second podcast, which was about the, let's see, money mastery and CPTSD. And then I went down that rabbit hole where I think I explained to you last episode that I started like really connecting to the negative and finding all the old beliefs and old patterns and bringing that out. And it caused me to go to create this like loop from, you know, H-E double hockey sticks. And (laughs) I was miserable and I was looking at all the wrong things and bringing all the wrong energy for work that I had already healed. And I thought, oh, you know, I need to do this again because this is what my teacher is saying to do. And so I started doing that. But then I got very disoriented with it. And so I stopped. And I think I stopped for seven days. And then I was talking to a very dear friend who was telling me this other method and how I could actually draw an audience, more of an audience to this podcast by combining them. And I thought, oh, that's a good idea. Well, little did I know, I did not check in with myself well enough, obviously. Um, it's not working for me and I don't like that idea. And it feels in, it feels like it's not genuine or authentic for me. And so I have decided to not do that. <laughs> and I hope that's not super irritating to you guys to hear me go back and forth and check. That's part of not trusting yourself. And that's part of learning how to figure things out um, for yourself. And so I am doing that. My friend's idea was awesome actually. And I love the idea, but I didn't check in and see how I felt about it. But it, for me, wasn't a good fit. It made me feel very disoriented because what I was doing with the other podcast was very experimental. What I'm doing here with this podcast is not experimental. This is thought out, um, planned. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I want to express and help people with. And so two different, two very different feelings. And so to put them together to me, just really messed with my brain. So that's why today I'm talking about trusting yourself and seeking your own validation and knowing that you have what it takes to make decisions on your own life and to choose to make choices in general. Choices to people um, who've had early childhood trauma can feel very scary. And there is really such a thing as decision fatigue. Um, you know, especially if you're a parent or if you take care of other people, you wake up and from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you have decisions to make, choices to make. And it gets exhausting. And if you wake up first thing in the morning and you have a hundred decisions to make, by the time noon comes around, you need a nap and your brain is tired. I try to make it so that I don't have a lot of decisions to make about basic things in life, things that I do, you know, on repeat constantly. So I make those choices already so that I don't have to do it again. And that's one of the things I've been trying to teach my family is like you, there's things that you do on repeat all the time, like 
take your bowl to the kitchen sink. And a lot of times my children and my husband will stop somewhere and set it down and then forget about it. And I'm like, just make the decision that every time you stand up and you have a cup or a bowl, you're just going to take it straight to the sink. And anytime you see yourself wanting to set it down to do something else, stop yourself and say, I'm taking this to the sink. And you'll always do that. You'll never have that, you know, dishes everywhere because you have forgotten and you meant to get back to it, but you didn't. And you're so sincere when you yell, you know, when you yell at your kids, they're so sincere about the fact that I was really going to do it. I just forgot. Yeah, you forgot because you didn't make the choice ahead of time to make things easier for yourself. And so learning how to process decisions ahead of time so that it's easier for you will make the check-ins with yourself a lot easier. I find a lot of value in that. I find a lot of value in knowing yourself, getting used to making decisions. And when you can't make a decision for yourself, when you're seeking answers outside of yourself, stopping yourself. And if you're unsure and you have done a quiet check, then get on the internet and search a couple of things, get some information and then make a decision. It's just, you have everything inside of you to do this. We all do. We all have that capability. We're all that special human being with the special. I know. And some of us, like if I was hearing this back in the day, I would be like, well, maybe you do, but I don't. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I used to feel that way. And I know now that we each have the capability to do this. We have to develop it. This is one of the biggest keys to becoming free of the old behaviors that you developed as a child because you needed to survive. We've got to get rid of those behaviors because those behaviors are no longer serving us. They're keeping us isolated. They're keeping us in our mind thinking that everyone hates us. You know, that's the, where the isolation comes from. They keep us in our mind thinking we're not normal or we don't have the ability to do these things. We got to get rid of those thoughts and those behaviors that did serve us and did keep us in a place where we stayed alive and we stayed as safe as possible. But now, now we're grown people and we get to make new choices, build new habits and get the validation from ourselves. It's not always easy. And especially if you're someone who, who really thrives on the attention of other people or the kudos from other people. It is hard and doesn't matter who you are. It does feel good to feel significant for doing something or for being seen. That is not ever going to go away because that's, that's normal and that's called being human. But the part that needs to go away is that you're not okay if people are not telling you what to do or what to think or giving you yay, you're doing this thing. We have to be okay, even without that. And that will come to us. I mean, we'll get that as you know, when we become authentic, and when we become ourselves, and when we know our mind and our choices, then people will see us and they'll see us as authentic, beautiful people. And I think that's the goal for all of us, because that creates connection around us that makes people feel like they're seeing the true us. Because when you don't know who you are, when you don't, know what you believe in when you don't know your values because you're always borrowing from other people. So it's kind of like you're a chameleon. People don't know who you are and it's hard to get close to you. So that's what I want to say for today. And so this podcast will go on once a week as normal. And I'm really excited about that because I feel like I'm getting back to my roots, back to what I wanted to do. And the other podcast is still going on and is experimental. And I'm not sure that's just about money anymore. I have a lot of different thoughts about that, but 
um, working on it and it's going to be a fun podcast. I don't put it out there to a very lot of people. It goes to the group of people who are also doing the 30 day challenge. And so it allows me to have more fun, more, more creativity without all the structure, without all the rules. And so I'm going to enjoy that as well. Well, that's the end of this. And I'm very happy to be back here and to be on time getting published Monday morning instead of late Monday or early Tuesday. So this is pretty exciting for me. And I cannot wait to see you guys back here next week. I hope that you guys all have a fantastic week. I know most people are off this week, so that's nice. Um, we get to be together with families or kick back and relax. Take some time for yourself and for your healing and for taking care of those needs that you have. So may you have a beautiful, beautiful week.